Hey, hey, sister, let's get ready to lace up and level up because we are hot girl walking and talking. I'm Maggie, your host and hype girl, and I am so incredibly honored to have you here today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come hang out and empower yourself and become the absolute best version of you. I would like to give a special shout out to those of you who have been reaching out via Instagram or email, letting me know that you're enjoying the show. I'm so, so incredibly happy to hear that. And I want to keep giving you more of what you want to hear, what you need to hear. So keep reaching out. Send me those DMs at Magalonius on Instagram. Shoot me an email. Hey, Maggie at weprevail.biz. Whatever it is that you need more of, let me know so we can talk about it. Let's get it out there so that you are filling your days with nothing but empowerment. And as always, if you are feeling generous, please feel free to like, share, subscribe, let somebody else know what we're doing here, ask them to tag along, come listen with us. We are creating a movement here and I am so incredibly proud of each and every one of you for tuning in every day, choosing to change your life, choosing to level up, and the best way that we can spread this message is by letting everybody know. Before we jump into exactly what we're talking about today, I wanted to remind y'all because I've been getting this question a lot. If you have been thinking about working one-on-one with me and you've been looking forward to changing your life but you're not sure how to get there, remember it's about to be July. We are about to be six months away from the end of 2022. Who did you tell yourself in January that you were becoming this year? Who did you decide that you were going to be? And where are you in that journey? Are you crushing your goals? Are you becoming that person every single day? If not, and you feel like you need some more help, girlfriend, I am urging you, go sign up for a one-on-one call with me. You can do that in my stand store. So that's the link that's in my bio. At Instagram, it's Magalonius. On TikTok, I'm your hype girl mags. Go set up a call. Let's chat one-on-one. I am so serious about helping you change your life, and the worst thing that could happen is that you decide it's not for you. So if you've been thinking about it, come hit me up. I've been getting a lot of questions about one-on-one coaching. We really tailor it to you and your needs and your goals. Don't be scared. I promise I'm just a normal person just here to help you change your life. So if you've been thinking about it, hit me up. Without further ado, let's jump right into the show. What we are talking about today is a topic that I hear about. I'm talking about it with my clients every single week without fail, and that is dealing with a narcissist. We're going to dive into exactly what narcissism is, what are some traits of narcissism, what does it mean to be a narcissist, and how can we focus on healing and growing without getting into the trap that is the mind of a narcissist. And I can guarantee by the end of this episode, the word narcissist is not going to mean anything to me because I've already said it like five times and I'm wondering what it is I'm saying. (laughs) So if you have been thinking or wondering if you have been living with or if you were raised by a narcissistic person, this episode is for you. We're going to talk all about it and then we're going to talk about how to protect ourselves because when it comes down to it, that's what we're here for. We can spend all day focusing on traits of a certain person. Does it mean that they are this or they are this? But it really doesn't matter. And I don't want to minimize any type of diagnosing criteria because these people need help. However, it doesn't really do much for us to focus solely on 
what they are and what their traits are, we need to focus on us and our reactions because, like we talk about all the time, the two things that we can control absolutely are our thoughts and our reactions. So we are going to dive into all of this overarching stuff, but the main thing that I care about is making sure that you are good and that you're healing and growing. So with that being said, let's start with what is narcissism? I think our society has gotten very comfortable throwing this word around without truly understanding that it is a mental health diagnosis and it's actually pretty serious. So from the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or the DSM, which is the overarching governing book that determines what personality traits need to be met in order to diagnose a mental health condition. And when it comes to narcissism, here's what the DSM-5 has to say. Here's what the listing traits are that define narcissism. So significant impairments in personality functioning manifest by their identity, so they have an excessive reference to others for self-definition and self-esteem regulation. They have an exaggerated self-appraisal, which may be inflated. They have impairments when it comes to empathy, so they have a hard time being able to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others. They are excessively attuned to the reactions of others, but only if perceived as relevant to themselves. And when it comes to their intimate relationships, they tend to be very superficial and exist only to serve their own self-esteem. People with narcissism tend to have feelings of overwhelming entitlement. They believe that they should always be the center of attention. They also tend to believe that they need to only be surrounded by other super successful people because they believe they themselves are super successful and they are superior to most others. And the last trait that we will touch on from the DSM has to do with attention seeking. So a narcissist will usually have excessive attempts to attract and be the focus of the attention of others. They are constantly seeking admiration. So everything that I just read straight from the DSM-5, this is how mental health professionals clinically diagnose narcissism. But when we think about narcissism, we're not usually thinking about the clinical diagnosis. And I really believe that the word narcissism and labeling somebody as a narcissist has become such a common thing in our society. And I do believe, not that everybody has a clinical diagnosis of narcissism, but I do believe that as we become more and more focused on ourselves and we tend to become more selfish, we want likes from social media, we want people to acknowledge what we're doing, it's a lot easier for multiple people to be showing different traits of narcissism. Maybe not all of them because they're not clinically diagnosable as a narcissist, but we are essentially self-serving people. We are an individualistic society, so we focus on ourselves more than anything else. And because of that, people tend to throw this word around because somebody exhibits one of these traits and all of a sudden they must be a narcissist. So we need to be very careful in how we use our language, how we classify somebody, because again, calling somebody a narcissist without them having a clinical diagnosis of such isn't really true. It might be something that they have that is undiagnosed, but this isn't just a word we should be throwing around. But with all of that being said, we are going to focus on the people in your life that you believe, either because they're diagnosed or because you've spent a lot of time around them, 
If you believe that they are a narcissist, that's what we're going to focus on today because these people can destroy us if we let them. And what I've found working with my clients especially is that almost every woman that I talk to and that I work with one-on-one has had at least one parent growing up that exhibited several, if not all, of the traits of a narcissist. And when we're raised in a household with a narcissist, that can have such detrimental impacts on our mental health, on our physical health. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Not only from the childhood perspective, but also dating a narcissist. What happens when we date a narcissist? How does it impact our future? And how can we protect ourselves and ensure that we aren't going down this road over and over and over again? So first, let's focus on being raised by a narcissistic person. So typically, when we have a narcissistic parent, either one or both of our parents, we tend to feel growing up like we are always being held to an impossible standard that can't be met. We have somebody telling us that we're not good enough or we're not meeting their expectations. And this can oftentimes lead us to become very sensitive. We tend to have a hard time saying no to others. We tend to seek out other narcissistic type behaviors because that's all we know. And then once we start to learn about it, we try to spend as much time as possible figuring out how to heal from it. I found this really good article, I think, a good article on choosingtherapy.com that talks about what it means to be raised by a narcissist. And they list the 10 signs that you have been raised by a narcissistic parent. So let me just lay them out right here. And I want you to think about if this was you. One, their love for you was conditional. Two, somehow it was always about them and not you. Three, you didn't know what was real and what was imagined because you were being manipulated. Four, you weren't allowed to state your feelings or needs. You witnessed their victims, which means that because narcissists tend to destroy every relationship that they are in, You have seen them destroy other people, rip other people apart, and then play the victim. Number six, you worried a lot about displeasing them. Seven, their reputation became your responsibility. Number eight, they expected you to always agree with them. There was no arguing. Number nine, they were hot and cold. And finally, They were hot and cold, and you could never tell which one it was going to be, and they did no wrong. So as you're listening to this, I want you to think about if there was a chance that you were raised by a narcissist or somebody who exhibited narcissistic traits. And if that's the case, what are some of the impacts that tend to happen from being raised by these people? Typically, we experience low self-esteem, we are insecure, We have trust issues in our relationships because we're always on edge. We're not sure if we're pleasing that person enough. We have high levels of self-doubt. We're needing constant approval and validation from others. We become codependent. We have perfectionist tendencies, which I talk about this all the time. Perfectionism is typically a trauma response. Being raised by somebody with narcissistic tendencies can absolutely trigger that perfectionism because you've been taught that nothing's ever good enough. You have trouble standing up for yourself. You have unhealthy relationships as an adult. And all of these things tend to kind of blend together and we just feel like we are a screw up and we don't know why. 
But here's the bottom line, sister. When it comes to being raised in a narcissistic household, the responses that tend to happen that children adapt are only meant to help them survive. We only did the best that we could being raised in that traumatic environment, whatever type of environment it was. If it was traumatic, your only job as a child, your brain's only job as a child was to protect you. So we develop these tendencies because we don't want to get hurt. We don't want to be talked down to. We don't want to be hit. We don't want any negative consequences. So all of these things are strictly created by our brain to protect us. But here's the thing. Just because you needed to adapt these responses in order to survive and try to live your life as a little kid, we don't need to continue to suffer because of what our narcissistic parent had done to us. And I know that that might feel so overwhelming. It might seem impossible right now to be able to change. But again, I know I say this all the time, as long as you are choosing to heal and grow and become better, you can't fail. So some of this becomes very painful because as you start to work on this stuff and you start to bring up some of these painful memories that maybe you haven't thought about for a very long time, it feels so overwhelmingly uncomfortable. And then a lot of times we have severe guilt because we feel like we are hurting our parent in some way by fighting back against them. But that's truly not the case. And I want you to know that because you're thinking that way, if you're thinking that way, that is also a trauma response. And it's just something that we have to break through. If you were raised by a narcissistic parent, there's a very good chance that you are terrified of letting anybody down, including, of course, at the top of the pyramid, your parent, the same parent that pounded this idea into your brain that you weren't good enough and you needed to do this and this and this to gain their approval and their love. Do you see how this vicious cycle works? So we are going to talk about a few different ways that you can work on healing from being raised by a narcissist, but I really want to touch on this one first and foremost because this concept applies to every part of our life. Girlfriend, I need you to start focusing on believing that you are worthy of something better. Even if you had a traumatic childhood and you were raised by a narcissist and now you're an adult and you feel like you just cannot get anything right, you're a perfectionist, nothing feels good enough, you have no self-confidence, you continue to date narcissistic type people, even if all of that is true, I need you to understand that you deserve better. And just because we lived and acted a certain way for so long, that does not mean that we can't change it from here. And not only do we have the power to change it, but you deserve to change it. So that's something that, again, I talk about all the time because it is paramount in every part of the healing process. And especially when it comes to healing from childhood trauma, you have to be willing to accept that you deserve better. Because as long as you are allowing your inner mean girl to tell you that you don't deserve anything, it's pretty likely that you're going to continue to seek out subconsciously people who are also exhibiting narcissistic traits. And because the point of this podcast is to empower yourself, I need you to know that you are so strong and you have the capability to make these changes. 
No matter where you are right now, if you're on your hot girl walk, if you're chilling on your couch, wherever it is that you are right now, I need you to get pumped. Even if you feel so overwhelmed with sadness and confusion, I need you to know that you are changing your life. You are choosing differently. And because of that, you will succeed. I promise you, the only way that you can fail is by quitting. And you are not a quitter because you had to go through so much crap to get to this point right now. Heck no, we are not walking away from this. You are not allowed to quit at this point. You have proven to yourself over and over that you can overcome anything. Now it's time to believe it and choose the direction of where you go from here. Do you feel me? I also think it's really important to understand that we can love our parent without allowing them to continue to destroy us. No matter what it is, whether they're narcissists or they're drug addicts or they're alcoholics or whatever the case might be, we can love them and still not allow this to continue. Notice how I used the word and because both things can be true. You can love somebody and you can choose not to let them hurt you or control you any longer. And I think that this is really important to continue to say because I understand that there can be a lot of guilt around trying to separate ourselves from our parents, heal from what they've done to us. We feel like we can't confront them because we don't want to hurt them. I know that all of those things can be happening and I need you to know that you can still love them. You do love them. You are just choosing differently than what they're doing because when it comes down to it, narcissism as a clinical diagnosis, that's a mental health disorder. These people are sick and because they're sick, we need to be able to control how we react to the situation because we can't change them. So if you're listening to this and you've known for a long time that you've had a parent who is a narcissist or exhibits those traits, or maybe you're listening to this episode and you're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. What do I do now? One of the best things that we can do to be able to grow through this process is to educate ourselves. So listening to something like this, really diving into the research about narcissism, because again, it doesn't just come out of nowhere. So the more that you can educate yourself on what narcissism is, how it tends to develop in people, why it tends to develop in people, you can get a clearer understanding of why this is happening and why maybe your parent was the way that they were. It's also important to understand, again, because we are only controlling our reactions to this situation, it's important to accept that a narcissistic parent typically will never change. Now, there is always the chance that somebody is going to get help, they're going to focus on getting better, doing what it takes to heal from that narcissism, but we need to assume that that's not going to happen and we need to accept that it's not going to change. Because as long as we keep telling ourselves that it's going to change or he or she is going to get better, we are basically just dragging ourselves along and setting us up for heartbreak down the road. You've spent your entire life with this person. You know them better than anybody else. This is part of who they are. And the sooner that you can accept that, the sooner that you can work through it and heal for yourself. And the last thing we're going to touch on today, which I've realized this is going to be a multiple part series because there's so much to talk about here, but I really want to talk about establishing boundaries. 
Now, please be warned, this is going to feel very difficult if you've never set a boundary with your narcissistic parent before because we are usually the person that is kind of the scapegoat for them. We don't set boundaries because we feel bad, we feel like we need to help them, we feel like we need to give them something, so we just kind of cave and we ignore our own mental health so that we can protect them. Setting boundaries is critical when it comes to working with a narcissistic parent. And what I've found when it comes to setting boundaries with somebody who will probably try to smash through those boundaries because narcissists do not typically do well with boundaries, you don't need to tell them what's going on. You don't need to let them know the boundary. Some people might disagree on this, but here's my thought. As a grown adult, you deserve to set boundaries and you don't need to explain yourself. Actually, the more you explain yourself, the harder it's going to become. And if you do feel like you want to be able to set those boundaries with this person, with your parent, then you need to be able to do it in a very calm, very assertive way. There is no compromise here. Boundaries are meant to protect you and nobody else gets to tell you if your boundary is right or wrong. So if you have a narcissistic parent and they say something that is always triggering to you or they try to get you to do things that you don't feel comfortable doing, you get to determine the boundary. If they are always calling you or always bothering you and you just get to a point where you feel so overwhelmed and you feel like you can't talk, then don't feel like you need to talk. If every time you go to visit them, they treat you a certain way and they make you feel completely like garbage, change how often you visit them. These things might bring guilt at first because we think that we're hurting that person, but here's the bottom line, sister. The longer that you do not set these boundaries, the longer you're hurting yourself. And just like with every other part of our healing journey, it feels uncomfortable at first, and now you've got this person who might try to fight back, that's okay. The point is that you are doing this for you, and even if it feels uncomfortable, we need to be willing to accept that it needs to be uncomfortable in order to be able to heal. And you deserve nothing more than to heal and be free from this narcissistic behavior. So that's where I'm going to stop this episode for today. I'm absolutely going to be back here jumping on part two. So stay tuned. Shoot me an email if you have any questions or you want to hear more specifics. Hey Maggie at weprevail.biz. I want you all to take this energy throughout the rest of your day. I want you to feel empowered because you are changing your life. And I... We'll catch you on the flip side.